Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Fired Up Radio. It is Monday here on Fired Up Radio, and we are continuing our series through the book of James, chapter 3. Today, we're going to be covering verses 13 all the way on down through verse 18. As I've been just soaking in this and meditating on this, it's just something powerful. I just want to welcome you guys here with me this this morning, today, or whenever you're listening to this. I just thank you guys for joining me here on Fired Up Radio. Real quick, don't forget, on Facebook, Fired Up Radio, you can type in the search bar, so it pop up right there. Or you can type in the handle at Fired Up Radio 93. should also pop up just, just by using that. Also, you can find all previous episodes, not just on Facebook, but on Spotify, Anchor.fm, and Apple Podcasts. You can find all previous episodes for your convenience and enjoyment. Every Monday episode, Warring Wednesday episode, and Final Thoughts Friday episode. With that being said, let us pray and let us dive right in. And it's going to be some interesting on distinguishing the difference between what comes from God and what comes from Satan. Knowing the difference of what is spiritual and what is not spiritual meaning what is holy and not holy. All right? So let's go ahead and and run through this. Amen? Lord, we thank you for today because you are magnificent in all your ways and glory and splendor. Father, we magnify your name this morning because we give you room to operate. Because you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We want less of us and more of you. We want to walk in your righteousness. We want to walk in your glory. We want to walk in your power. Yet we know that we are... We are sinners in need of a Savior, yet we know that we, ought, we, have all fallen, we have all sinned and fallen short of your glory. For we are unclean people, so we ask of you to wash us and to purify us with your word. Father, as your word goes forth, may it, may, it bring, may it be like a shaft of light in a darkened room, and may it challenge us to our very core, that we not be just looking in the mirror and then forgetting who, how we look like. But may we be, may we allow you to work within us and to shape us and to mold us into the men and women that you called us to be. In Jesus' name we pray. We love you, Lord, and we give you all the honor, glory, and praise. Amen and amen. All right. So James chapter 3, verse 13 through 18 reads a little something like this. And I'm reading out of the CSB, the Christian Standard Bible. Obviously, that's more up-to-date, something that I want to get used to using. But obviously, there's other versions. If you'd like to dive in with that, that's perfectly fine. It all says about the same thing. Maybe a few words difference. That's okay. It helps actually build understanding. Do not be ashamed if you have more than one version. Do not be ashamed if you prefer one version over any other. It's perfectly fine. I have New King James, ESV, CSB, NIV, all that good stuff. So, you're not alone in that department. I actually encourage you to have multiple versions. Because it ends up helping when you do a word study. Or when you end up, you know, want to do something deep. And you want to pick and choose certain aspects of the word. It actually helps out quite tremendously. But with that being said, let's read. Verse 13 of James chapter 3 reads... Who among you is wise and understanding? If 
by his good conduct, he should show you that his works are done in gentleness that come from wisdom. But, verse 14, if you have bitter envy and selfish ambition in your heart, don't boast and deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where there is envy and selfish ambition, there is disorder in every evil practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peace-loving, gentle, compliant, full of mercy, and good fruits, unwavering without pretense. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who cultivate peace. You know, I was reading this and I couldn't help but notice that there's actually two, that that this is almost built like a sandwich. Yeah, a sandwich. Two pieces of bread and the meat within it. You know, the good stuff. First, I just wanted to take care of the meat before we get to the, to, before we get the breads. Because one thing that I noticed when reading this in verses 14 and 15 and 16 is that it distinguishes what is not of the Holy Spirit, what is not of God, what is not of of the Father, what is not of of heaven. And the number one factor is that there's bitterness and envy. Because when there's bitterness and envy, selfish ambition, or false pretense, or or as many would put it, ulterior motive would not be in play if it was of God, if it was of the Holy Spirit, if it was of a kingdom mindset. Because we could obviously see that this only shadows and highlights the issue that took place with Satan. Because mind you, Satan was once named Lucifer, which means an angel of light. Okay? The same thing, the same way that God changed Jacob's name to Israel, God changed Abram's name to Abraham and Sarai to Sarah. God changed Lucifer's name to Satan because he was filled with envy and pride and bitterness towards God himself. Don't believe me? Go back to the book of Isaiah where he shows that he saw Satan fall like lightning. <clears throat> Excuse me, where he saw Satan fall like lightning. Okay? This is what it's showing, this is where the Apostle James, the brother of Jesus, is showing us about the nature of Satan and the nature of the kingdom of darkness. It's filled with bitterness. It's filled with envy. It's filled with selfish ambition and ulterior motive. Ulterior motive. All right? And because of this, exposes the wicked heart of us on earth. Because, again, Romans 3.23 tells us that we're all sinners 
but we've all sinned and, fall, and all fallen short of the glory of God. Because our, our sinful nature here on earth is of bitterness, envy, pride, self-ambition, ulterior motive. And we are not acting in accordance to how God has created us. Which is what? Everything that is not of the demonic realm. Everything that is not of pride and bitterness and envy. Tell me something. When Adam and Eve were in the garden, were they bitter towards anyone? No. Were they envious of anything? They had a whole garden. The whole Garden of Eden was theirs to, to maintain. Why would they need to be envious? Why would they need to be selfish? Yet we read in Genesis 3 that all of a sudden selfishness crept into the heart of Adam and Eve because the serpent lied to Adam and Eve. They were already made in the likeness of God. We are creating the likeness and image of God. We are image bearers of the Most High. So we already inherited through creation the likeness and image of God. Yet Satan, through the serpent, tells Eve that if you eat of the fruit, you'll be like God. Meaning what? Satan, the serpent, as the vessel for Satan lied to Eve, saying, oh, you're not like God, but if you eat of this, you will be like God. When yet we read in Genesis 1, 28, 27 and 28, that we are made in the likeness and image of God. That we bear the resemblance of the uncreated one. Okay, but Satan's ulterior ulterior motive was to gain dominion of the garden. Satan's ulterior because why else would he have Adam and Eve sin against God? Why? Because he wanted what they had. Because Satan wanted, or as I should name him properly, Lucifer wanted the throne of God. Before he was cast down, he wanted the throne of God. Because Lucifer was an archangel. Lucifer filtered the presence of God. Read in your Bibles. Lucifer was created of many precious stones. That, when God, that he filtered God's glory to, to it to be poured out. Because if God's presence was not filtered, if God's glory was not filtered, it would have annihilated all the angels. In your Bibles. Don't believe me? Read it. Read it for yourself. Don't just take my word. Challenge me. Challenge me. Hold me accountable. I want to be held accountable. Alright? But then this is where I ask the question. In what spirit are you operating in? Do you still maintain bitterness and envy? Do you still 
operate based on ulterior motives? Do you still operate? If I scratch your back, will you scratch mine? Tell me, are you still operating out of a heart and desire to gain something versus operating through the heart of a servant? We dealt with this before. Operating with the heart of a servant. Because that's what Satan wasn't doing. And now you got the kingdom of darkness. That's right, kingdom. Not an area of darkness. The kingdom of darkness. Because that's how because that's what Satan has has dominion over, the kingdom of darkness until the millennial reign of Christ. Then he's arrested and is in prison for a thousand years within his kingdom. Because God is God over all, meaning God is the God over the kingdom of darkness. Anyways, because Satan is just the prince of darkness. He's not the king of darkness. He's the prince of darkness. Got to be mindful of that. Okay? But nonetheless, how are you operating? Are you still holding on to bitterness? towards your neighbor. Your neighbor is anyone, including your wife and kids, including your husband. Are you still holding on to anger, bitterness, resentment? Are you still holding on to something that is not what is equivalent or what is identified as the fruits of the Spirit? What are you still holding on to that you know you need to let go? Let me give you an example. And this is current. About a couple about couple couple weeks ago, two, three Sundays ago. You know, I was convicted with a meeting that I had with one of my pastor friends that we were you know, he him and his wife took my wife and I out to eat. And we began to he was telling me about a time when he was sitting with our pastor and he had to ask him for forgiveness. The pastor looked at him like a dog looking at a bone. Like, what are you talking about? He was explaining how he saw pastor, how he saw my pastor, and he wanted to ask him for forgiveness because of the bitter, because of the anger that was not anger but bitterness and resentment. I was built up against them because of because this happened and that happened as a result of, of our pastor sending them out for a season. And, you know, he had to confess that sin and he had to ask for forgiveness. And he's like, look, I don't see you as my spiritual father because of this, this, and this. But I see you as my co-laborer in the kingdom, my brother in Christ. I'd rather have you as my co-laborer and brother in Christ than me seeing you as a spiritual father. Because you don't need that weight on your shoulders. But you do need to know that I'm with you and I'm fighting with you to the end. I'm with you. And we were discussing, he's like, you know, I think you guys need to do the same thing as well. 
think you guys need to have that one-on-one with pastors, with the pastors, and, and let them know what's been going on, and that you forgive them, but you need to ask for forgiveness. I thought about it and I acted on it. Went to my pastor and I asked him to forgive me because I've held resentment towards them. I've had resentment towards my pastor. Love him with all my heart, yet I still had resentment. So in reality, I didn't love him with all my heart if I had resentment. And to be transparent, I was holding on to resentment because of how he managed a couple of situations with me. Because he hasn't put me in the office that he knows I'm supposed to be in. That is to be within the pastorate. Because he's the one that prophesied over me long ago that I'm to fill the shoes of a pastorate. But yet, I haven't. I haven't held the office of a pastorate. I'm not a pastorate now. And when I will be, I don't know. But I'd rather operate in the realm of a pastor. And I'd rather be operational as if I am a pastor than to bear the title. I'd rather already carry that weight before that mantle is placed on me. Why? Simple. What good is carrying the weight if I don't even know what it entails to begin with? When yet I already know it comes with communicating and discipling people. When it comes to counseling and helping people navigate through certain storms. It means having my family functional and under one roof again. See, a lot of people don't know my story. I share you share with you guys briefly what my story is, but trust me. There's so much more you guys don't know. There'll be a day where I reveal it all. And actually my wife will be on the call. But I will say this. As long as you're faithful and doing what you know you're supposed to be doing, you will not be you will not be overlooked. You will not be You will not be pulled into the area in which you want to be in if you're not already operating in it. But do not operate in it just to obtain the title. Do it because you know it, it because it gives you this a sense of joy on the inside. Do it because you know the people need it and because you can provide it. Do it because you know that it pleases the heart of God. Do it for the reason that you know that's what God's called you to be and that it's for you to operate in and that you need to start working on it and becoming better in it than you just getting the title and then all of a sudden become lackadaisical with it. There's a weight to the calling. See, that's the issue with James 3, 14 through 16. Is that a lot of us want to operate in something, but yet we still maintain bitterness and resentment and anger and selfish ambition and envy 
and yet we haven't released it. We haven't given God full operate, full room to operate when yet we hold on to these things. Because when we're holding on to these things, we're actually giving room to Satan because what does it say in verse 15? Such wisdom does not come, come down from above, but is earthly, meaning you're still operating in the flesh, unspiritual, meaning that, is not a, that it is unholy, and demonic, meaning wickedness and, 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 and contempt is still running rampant in your heart. For where there is envy and selfish ambition, there is disorder, meaning it cannot be functional, it cannot operate in the manner which it was created for, in every evil practice. Meaning that it'll push you to the limit. It'll push you over the edge to where you do stuff drastic that you shouldn't even be doing to begin with. Like witchcraft and divination. Like going to witch doctors and seances. Just to retaliate and to operate out, out of a heart of rebellion. Because Hebrews 4.13 tells us that rebellion is likened to witchcraft. So much so to where you'll uproot yourself. And you'll either denounce the church altogether. Or just go to a different church thinking you're going to get a different result. But in reality you won't. You're not. I'll be frank with you even though my name is Anthony. So what does it look like to operate in the spirit? What does it look like? Well, we look at verses 13 and then 17 through 18. Who among you is wise and understanding? By his good conduct, he should show that his works are done in gentleness that come from wisdom. Where does wisdom come from? Book of Proverbs tells us, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's the beginning of knowledge. So there's that start. Good conduct, he should show that his works are done in the gentleness that comes from wisdom. Guess what? To operate in your ministry, to operate in the ministry, to show that you are part of the kingdom of God, you are to be gentle. You are to operate with gentleness as you are working with others. Being gentle, firm, you got to be firm at all times, but yet knowing how to come across with a gentle heart because of loving kindness. Guess what? Again, fruits of the Spirit. Gentleness is one of those fruits. So what fruit are you operating in that exposes the kingdom of God? Is it peace, love, joy, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control? Or are you operating on bitterness, envy, self, selfish ambition, pride? Ulterior motive. What is it? Are you operating out of hate? Anger? Resentment? See, the same way that the Spirit of God has fruits of the Spirit, the, king, the kingdom of darkness 
and wicked spirits have their fruits of the spirit. Have their fruits as well. Don't believe me? Whatever God creates, Satan counterfeits. Instead of joy, you're always angry. Instead of peace, you're always agitated. You're unnerved. You're not at peace. You're continually disturbed. Instead of, lo- instead of loving somebody, you hate someone. Instead of kindness, you're harsh. Instead of gentle, you're rough and rugged. You're brash. But wisdom from above is first peace. Or is first pure. But the wisdom from above is first pure. Satan is unpure. Satan is defiled. We are unpure because we are of a earthly nature. Yet, just like Jeremiah and Isaiah, he will purify us like gold. He will purify our lips, purify our heart, purify our mind, purify our soul. Create me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me, as David prayed. Psalms 55.10 But the the wisdom from above is first pure, then peace-loving, gentle, compliant, full of mercy and good fruits. What's good fruits? Fruits of the Spirit. Peace, love, joy, faithfulness, kindness, and self-control. Gentleness as well. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peace-loving, gentle, compliant, full of mercy, good fruits, unwavering without pretense. In other words, you're operating without an ulterior motive. You're operating without selfish ambition and envy, desiring other people's stuff. This is what operating without pretense look like to operate without pretense without without pretense is to operate without demanding stuff that isn't yours to begin with and the fruit of righteousness is sown by sown in peace by those who cultivate peace You want peace in your life? Begin to make peace with those who have hurt you. With those whom you have bitterness, resentment, anger. Those whom you envy. Make peace. Make peace with those whom have sinned against you by forgiving them. Forgive us as our... Forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. There's the key. If you do not want to operate in the kingdom of darkness, if you do not want to operate out of the flesh, but operate in the spirit of God, then you are to do everything opposite to what the, to what the flesh wants you to do. Flesh wants you to hold bitterness, resentment, and anger. Guess what? Release peace. But be peaceful by 
releasing forgiveness and love on them. Operate in the fruits. We know what love is because of 1 Corinthians 13, 4, 4 through 8. So what do the other fruits of the Spirit look like when we operate in joy and peace in kindness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control? What do these fruits look like? Sounds like a word study to me. Looks like that's also a possible series. Fruits of the Spirit and what do these fruits look like? But nonetheless, you cannot operate if you do, you cannot receive if you do not operate in it. Meaning, you cannot have what you have not sown. It's a spiritual, spiritual natural law of sowing and reaping. It's a natural law and it's a spiritual law. So I encourage you to check your heart today. Ask, Lord, I give your spirit permission to check my heart. To excavate what is not of you. If I've held on to unforgiveness, bitterness, anger, resentment, envy. If I operate out of selfish ambition. If I have acted out of rebellion. Holy Spirit, I give you permission to expose me. That I may be quick to forgive. And that I may love and shed mercy upon those who have hurt me. Just as you have given me the same measure of love, grace, and mercy. I encourage you today, be quick to forgive. Be quick to operate within the fruits of the Spirit and not the fruits of the flesh. Because it is a doorway that Satan and his demons will use to have control over you. Not possess you as an ownership, because they can't do that. Unless you sell yourself. But. You can. Be used under the control of Satan. If you give room to him. Through. Angerness. Bitterness. Resentment. Holding a grudge. Operating with envy. Selfish ambition. Ulterior motives. These are doorways. And James is showing us that. In verses 14 through 16. But let's operate within the pretenses of the, 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 the heart of the scripture, which I believe is James 3 17 through 18. That we operate in purity, in peace loving, in gentleness, being compliant with one another, full of mercy and good fruits. Without pretense. And we continue to operate with peace. Lord I thank you for today. And I thank you for your word that has gone forth. 
Lord, I thank you that you have shown us the difference between the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. That you've shown us the difference when we operate within the, your spirit versus the spirit of versus the operation of the flesh. Holy Spirit, we give you permission to check us and to hold us accountable if we operate outside of your spirit. If we operate outside of how the Lord has commanded us to operate in. We give you permission to check us. And we give you permission to convict us. Because we want more of you, Lord, and less of us. We want more of you and less of us. We love you, Lord. We give you all the honor. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. Because you're a good, good father who has not left us nor forsaken us. For you have loved us. For you have called us as your own. So we honor and glorify your name today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I want to thank you guys for joining me today on this episode of Fire of Radio as we've continued through our through the series of the book of James. Next week is James chapter 4. Two more chapters and we're done, guys. Two more chapters, so hang on tight. We're almost there. Don't forget, Wednesday is Warring Wednesday. We got Thanksgiving on Thursday, so I hope you guys have a happy Thanksgiving. And then Friday, Final Thoughts Friday. You want to stay tuned for that, all right? I love you guys. Have a blessed day. And may the Lord be with you. Love you much.